Hello, welcome to an all new Marvel cast, Explosion Network's hub of all things Marvel, a place to talk about everything MCU and beyond from Avengers Defenders to Foreign Teefs. My name's Ashley Hobbley. Joining me today is Sasha Nilmlife. Hello, happy to be here to talk about Russian dogs. Let's just jump into this Russian dog discussion. Tell me, good dog or bad dog? Good dog, obviously. Okay. Thank you for Good listening dog. to this edition of yeah. Only uh, No, here today, we're here to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Uh, the Wrapping up this trilogy, wrapping up this era of Guardians of the Galaxy, which um, is crazy to think we got, really, because <laughs> it's crazy to see the, the trajectory of the Guardians of the Galaxy of the last... It's got to be... When did the first movie come out? Uh, it's like 10 years ago, right? It's like 10 years. like Over 10 years? Characters gone from almost no name. Ca- yeah, 2014, the first one came yeah. out. Gone from... Yeah, so basically 10 years ago. Yeah, from almost no name characters to household names. So, yes, uh, we are missing Kieran this week or this episode because life got in the way. But uh, we'll soldier he on. Hates, he hates dogs. Yeah, he's, he's very anti-dog. No, that's not true at all, you know. He's just very against evolution, so he didn't want to get, you know, re- really hates Triple H and Randy Orton. Uh, so let's just jump into it. Please be aware we'll be freely discussing anything and everything about the plot themes in any of the movie. Uh, so if you haven't watched it, come back later. It's currently playing in cinemas, probably everywhere and for a very long period of time. With that said, let's jump into our discussion of Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. My sacred mission is to create the perfect society. He didn't want to make things perfect. He just hated things the way they are. you all to know that I'm grateful to fight beside my friends. Incinerate them. (laughs) We were always searching for a family until we found each other. Are you ready for one last ride? fly away together into the forever and beautiful sky directed by james gunn written by james gunn based on the guardians of the galaxy by dan abnett and andy lanning starring chris pratt zoe saldana dave batista karen gillen pom clementif uh vin diesel bradley cooper sean gunn shukodi iwoji will poulter elizabeth tabiki Maria Bakalova and Sylvester Stallone. Still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill must rally his team to defend the universe and protect one of their own. If the mission is not completely successful, it could possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know them. Dylan, what do you think of Guardians of the Galaxy, 
Volume 3. As someone who enjoyed the first film from memory, didn't love the second one as much. Yeah, definitely. This is more in line with the the first one. I still think the first one's definitely a better film. That was like, there's, there's that magical element to that first film the introduction of those characters like that sort of lightning in a bottle of of the first film but this one gets back to having a much more simple i mean it's big but it's still a simpler story with a focus on the characters um it it really does feel like a, a wrapping up of of everything obviously there is we can get into like will there be more and all that sort of stuff but it definitely by the end of the film you feel like you've seen the the trilogy come to its fruition mm -hmm. there's elements from the previous movies all tied in here every character sort of gets a uh a footnote uh, or at least some sort even of if they some sort of resolution even if their resolution is simply i'm gonna learn how to swim um that's still some form of resolution um i loved all of the yeah i liked how they didn't fall into this well we'll just get fucking gamora back with peter quill because reasons like i'm really glad that that wasn't a route that we went down with uh i thought the high evolutionary was a really good villain that didn't have a ridiculous over the top battle sequence at the end just for the sake of it i was about to get really annoyed <laughs> and <laughs> thank god that didn't happen uh but yeah i mean overall this is rockets film uh which was you know it's a, it's interesting that that's who the the character we end the third film with the the core narrative being about but it makes perfect sense when you when you sort of think about who was left in these films and who has not had something wrapped up from the the previous two and um you know sort of it, it's all about family it's basically <laughs> it's basically fast, fast and furious, furious, and furious in space, yeah but in but in space uh really enjoyed yeah so new characters quite on new but not new like cosmo was fantastic but of course if you've actually watched the christmas special you've already met which cosmo, you need to. but yeah which you need to because there's a few callbacks and jokes and references and i had someone in my it cinema kind go, of explains someone why in my cinema is like where they are <laughs> what like when um like oh well, you know he's your sister what i was like yeah that was a that was a whole thing from the yeah the, <laughs> the, the, the special so if you, you you missed that the only character i do feel like is not like left to the wayside by the end is definitely adam warlock but that can be that, that i think again, he was given a very basic arc yeah it was very very much a setting up yeah the, for the potential guardians next future which we, we can come back to but um but yeah i definitely feel like it is very good and by the end the you know rocket savoring all those raccoons and finally calling himself rocket raccoon was the you know very heartfelt moment yes. great way to wrap up the the, the series yeah i really love this film as well i don't yeah i think again the first film i feel like was magic in the bottle uh just yeah you can't really recapture that but this is an epic scale story but it's told it the central core is so simple it has a such a simple starting kicking off point um that like it's kind of crazy how when you think back on the movie how it just it all revolved around them trying to save rocket and that's it everything else kind of spitballed from there um or snowballed uh yeah i think brilliant way to bring everything together i think everybody got a moment got some sort of storyline and resolution um, everybody to showcase what they can do um, because it's not just the end of this third movie it's the end of like their seven appearances I want to say 
because they're in both of the Avengers movies as well, and then they were also in the Holiday Special, and they showed up in Thor as well. So <laughs> they've been around a lot in these ten years. Um, but yeah, this definitely feels like the resolution and conclusion to this era of the of uh, the series. Um, I yeah, I enjoyed how they brought Gamora back. Uh, enjoyed the banter with Peter Quill. I think that, and they didn't stretch it out too long. I feel like was a thing it, it, that could have like gotten like old by a certain point. Um, but yeah, this movie is like chock full, maybe too full of stuff. Um, but you know, it comes off with a satisfying payoff in the end. So, um, yeah, really enjoyable. So I guess we'll kind of break down specific segments. I guess the clear starting off point is the whole rocket raccoon backstory. Um, with him, uh, being created pretty much by the higher evolutionary who, uh, you know, has a need to, he wants to create the perfect race of people and uh, Rocket Raccoon just happens to be one of his experiments. Um, definitely a story we've kind of seen before in various, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy video game, even the Telltale game. I mean, Lila is a character that's shown up multiple times in, like, the, the comics as well. So it's not completely fresh or anything, but it was a very well-told um, backstory and the way that we were sort of flashback to it in constantly throughout the film was, like, Really well done, I thought. Yeah, I, I'd say yes and no. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of it in itself. I do feel like it disrupts the pacing somewhat of the movie, though. Okay. Cho- choosing to commit to this constant back and forth throughout the entire movie without having a a moment or even two moments where it sort of you split that that story, it makes it just such a a back forth back forth throughout the whole movie which does work sometimes here i don't i I wouldn't say it doesn't work i just do feel like there was moments where the flashbacks as much as i enjoyed them um in fact there's moments where i was probably enjoying the flashback more than what was happening in the 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 present current present day but i do feel like it was disrupting the movie at times for me just being like interesting the, the at least pacing wise i really enjoyed all the animal characters though I'll, yeah. I'll say that. I really enjoyed Layla, Lila. Lila, yes. Lila. Um, Linda Carnalini, really yes, good. Yes, Linda Carnalini. Weird. <laughs> but, you know. Why? It doesn't sound like her at all, so I mean. Yeah, no, it doesn't fine. sound like her at all. And like, oh, she fucking played. She's already in the MCU as another character. Yeah, fucking barely. But the 1% of people are going to know that, right? No one really actually cares. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you had what? Floor. Floor the Rabbit. <laughs> Floor the rabbit and, and teeth the walrus. The walrus. Yeah, all, all all those characters were fantastic. However, I do think amongst their design, in particular, Floor, who looks fucked up. Um, oh yeah, like a messed then, up version of the the head from Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. The head, the, that, the doll. Yeah. Rocket coming in with his scalp taken off the first time. Yeah. Um, just there's a lot of. I definitely feel like I don't want to say this movie is so dark. It should be like. Not a kids movie, but this is definitely the darkest of them. Uh, like of the Guardians. Well, they, he does uh, commit genocide several times in this movie. Yeah, but you don't like. I I just feel like <laughs> killing millions of people is should be like in. You don't see it is the thing. Like you just see a planet blow up. You're like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. But the that nice the, family who let them into their house. The no, no, that's not going to affect. I guarantee you that's not going to make any kid cry. No. I, I'm telling you right now, some kid is going to be watching that in the cinema, and that opening scene 
like the torture, him being chucked into that cage, meeting those other animals, because they're I, I guarantee that's gonna make some kid cry. Which what, is fine. I'm not, in I'm not the s- cage or the uh, when they first get later. into the cage, them all dying later as well. The kid will get over it and be like, "It's okay, mommy. I can it's come okay, back and watch fine. the movie." And they're like, "Okay, fine. <laughs> like, we'll go fish." Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not saying that in a negative for the movie, but just like as a, a footnote to this is that those characters are great, but also I think this those characters also make it the darkest of all the Guardians films. Yeah. Well. uh... I mean, it was always going to be reasonably dark, I guess, with, like, uh, what... Sub- well, I mean, the ego, like, murdering a bunch of his children and trying to get the... Find that. That's pretty dark, but not not in the same way, because the animals no, aren't not involved. In the same way. You know? Who cares about aliens or humans? Am I right? Uh, you know? This is a movie about animals and saving animal lives. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good, and obviously it kind of all kind of pays off with the high revolutionary how do we feel about the high revolutionary i think he was really fantastic and like i get like you said not like a uh he has powers and stuff but he doesn't really have like a big action set piece kind of thing uh he like kind of uses his powers at certain points there's a lot of yelling and a lot of ideas introduced uh but he's not like a serious threat to them in the end no they fuck him up at the end it's great They do take him out very quickly. I definitely feel like it's... But the thing is, these villains where, like, he is a much more... Just comes across... Nothing against, like, his powers and stuff like that. But you're not scared of him for that. You're just scared of him because of the the power he wields amongst the people he's with and, like, knowing what lengths he's willing to go and stuff like that just makes him sort of... He's definitely not top three like um marvel villains but i i I definitely feel like he falls straight to like the top 50 percent easily he's in the upper echelon yeah yeah he's in the upper echelon for actually having something like beyond like in particular i love the moment where um star lord's just like hearing the grand plan like oh shut up i just want to hear your grand plan about how you want to take over the universe you know because that's just the typical <laughs> fucking speech. Expects, yeah. yeah everyone expects him. he's like i don't want to take over the universe i just want to build a better one or whatever and i like that the the line that rocket gives at the end or rocket or star i can't remember the line right at the end of the movie where it's like you never wanted to make the world better you just didn't like the one that's here or whatever yeah it's, uh, stuff like something like the that. line from the trailer or whatever yeah the line from the trailer. i thought yeah. that was really good so yeah and he has also, a fucked up face too so i mean yeah that was a, <laughs> I, it didn't click until the end like obviously when he pulled the mask off why he was wearing yeah. why he had to wear a mask in like the yeah. second half it's like i mean i assumed there was something up his face yeah as soon as you see rocket like scratch the little shit out of him i was like oh there's something under there i was like oh there's a couple of scratches no no no, no. rocket goes no, to he town. just he goes to yeah. town on it yeah, yeah. The, they made a mistake he should have been more bloody when he was like he should have been dripping blood when he was running around the hanger afterwards um, how do you feel i saw people on twitter like a week ago complaining about this obviously i don't care but why do you think people care i was just reminded of this so between him and 80 percent of the cast <laughs> james gunn just using a lot of the same people which people were arguing about online for some reason i think it's just i something think it was one person in particular they were complaining about and maybe the who was they complaining about jennifer Holland? i miss who Jennifer Holland, is it? James Gunn's wife? Oh, um, really? Is that what it yeah. was? Yeah. That's who they were like most a... upset. Like, oh, they put her in the movie. He put her in the movie as well? 
Well, I mean, like, um, nearly everyone in this has been in something else he's done recently. Is the yeah, I mean, Nathan Fillion plays a pretty significant, significant, he has a showy part. Role, he's, from he's already done it. The what's my call? Um, Shuck Woody, Woody, yeah, Shakudi. Shikudi like was in was Peacemaker, in yeah. Obviously, Daniela McCoy or whatever. Um, Suicide yeah, Squad, Suicide Squad, yeah. A bunch of people from Suicide Squad are actually in this, brought over. Like it's just, yeah. It's, I, it's I no, don't care. That was I the bought... one that got people's attention, and they're like, "Oh, it's classic nepotism." Why would they keep keeps putting his wife in all these projects? Meanwhile, his brother's got a, a very yeah. His James role. Gunn's like the main guy, one of the main roles now. <laughs> I mean, he's is like the 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 face of nepotism. Um, he also has fine. two two roles because doesn't he still do the stand in for a Rocket? Yeah, I'm pretty sure someone else doing that. Yeah. So, like he's technically Rocket. I'm sure, and... he does a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I knew it was coming. I feel like so that wasn't super distracting. I think the Daniela Mekalor one. I was like, oh, that. That's it. Kind of clicked like halfway through that it was that same actress. I mean, you can't um, tell it's her, really. You can a little bit. The face you can, but only if you're yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah, she was casting this. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like some people just get upset. As someone who that, loves I think Tarantino if, movies, this yeah. is not a factor. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, just, it's like or tiny, Kevin Smith movies, like tiny just, like world break immersion breaking i guess for some people and that's like they can't right. handle it very weird you don't it, honestly here's how, when i saw the argument i was like if you if someone being cast in a same director's movie is breaking it for you you need to watch more movies because martin yeah. scorsese like no hold on, not even martin scorsese any major director from like the 70s 80s 60s 50s they just work alfred hitchcock they would just yeah. use the same fucking people because they like them. It's very normal. And then, yeah, apparently it's not a thing anymore. But yeah, anyway, continue on. No, except for like indie indie people, you know? Yeah. They're it's just very the odd people. Very odd. I can tell you who my favorite person in this, though, before we yeah. move on, who I didn't know was in this. And it took me about, I'd say, 30, 40 minutes of movie to go, ah, that's who that is. I was staring for ages. Was uh, Nico Santos. Yes, from yes. Superstore. So, Superstore. I'm watching the whole fucking thing going, I know that motherfucker. And then eventually it, it clicked. I was like, Superstop. And I, <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah so that was my favorite random cast. Yeah. Good for him as the, the robot dude. Uh, yeah. Um, so we've got Star-Lord dealing with his Gamora, like being drunk. It felt that that was the one pulled over from the holiday storyline that didn't make a lot of sense. Like him constantly drinking himself. You know? Yeah. Because at no point in that was he drunk, you know? No. They couldn't have him drunk in the holiday special. No. Wouldn't I feel like, sense. yeah, that that was the one that was like from early draft before the uh before James Gunn had to go away for a while. Like that yeah. was kept over. It's like I need him to be drunk for the so he feels bad about the start. Um But yeah, obviously we get humans uh dealing with Gamora, facing Gamora head on and like uh all their fan banter is quite funny and that kind of stuff. It does feel a little bit left field. The introducing the uh, uh, mantis introducing the idea that you know he needs to learn how to swim. You know, I, I like go- that speech, and that seems very funny. Yeah, just just because of Drax being like, I mean, yeah, just Drax ruining <laughs> it's it funny. Drax, 
I know plenty of um, analogies and antidotes. Yeah. Love a day, I did a poop metaphor. Yeah, I did a poop shaped like a butterfly. (laughs) It was a fish. A fish. (laughs) You have to swim for free. Uh, Yeah, so Starla was really good. I thought, you know, I know we're all all off Chris Pratt, but, you know, he was enjoyable. Um, He was like the most. And I actually don't think it's a problem. He, like, had the least to do in this, which made perfect sense because he had two films about him. And his yeah. only part was, and this isn't a complaint at all. I, I love that they went like, let's throw another fucking bone in. Like his only thing here in this movie is his Gamora stuff, which is a continuation. But they didn't uh, like also him like dead set wanting to save Rocket. Like, yeah, like, but but his story is just one, yeah. his his story here is the same as everyone else. Really, mm. I want to yeah. save Rocket. Rocket's my best friend. Yeah. Rocket's one of us. I got to save him. Like they don't they don't really ham on extra to him. In a lot of ways, he didn't even feel like the main character. And he usually does no. feel like the main character. But he yeah. felt either center with, or weirdly, I even felt like even characters like Nebula had more <laughs> screen time. or I would, Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that in a second, but yeah. Um, yeah, uh, let's jump into it now. I think Nebula might have been the main character of the movie. She's at least felt the MVP. Like, yeah. like, she's the person they're all turning to, really, at the start of the movie. Um, obviously there is the aspect of her having, she survived the snap. So she'd been living in this world for the, the five years in between and that kind of stuff, which, um, also explains like the emotional reaction she has to rocket being okay. Um, which I thought was like a very nice story progression from where we were introduced to her to this ending point. And she fucking hates him. When they, she was like the. I feel like out of all the guardians, she hated him the most. <laughs> <laughs> Just Back because. In the first one, yeah. But yeah, them being so close and like, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed Nebula in this film, and, and like, I thought at one point they were going to like go down a Star Lord Nebula relationship thing. I'm like, no. thank God that didn't happen. It was a good, it made for a good bit, and I'm glad they moved on from it. Yeah. Was- <laughs> um, then we got. The Drax and Mantis pairing, you know, they're a lot of fun throughout the film. That's um, a holiday special carry-on, if ever. Like, if I, if their Dra- pairing was if, not a thing in Volume 2. I know Dave Bautista does not want to come back, but yeah. if it was just for a Mantis-Drax special of yeah. some sort, I know we just got the holiday special, which was pretty much that. Yeah. But, you know, or just do an animated series, so he just has to come back and do the voice, because he doesn't mm-hmm. want to, like, be... Shirtless you all know, the time. He, he, That's he wants the big to thing. Stop having to be buff because he's getting old and stuff. Yeah. So too much work. Fair enough. Plus, he's actually a good actor. So yeah, like, that too. Yeah. He has his pick of roles. He's actually got range, unlike The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was really fun. Uh. Yeah, and then we've obviously got all the different people around. Uh. Nowhere. We got Craglin. He got his big hero moment. Finally, be able to use the. The whistle thing. Use the arrow. Arrow, whatever. Yeah, finally. Uh, and then Cosmo. Amazing. Good Such boy. a great. Good good dog. Good, good, good dog. dog. Good good dog, sorry. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and then the whole thing about him calling Cosmo a bad dog at the start and her not, not being able to handle it. Just bring it up constantly during yep. poker. Shout out to Howard the Duck as well. Yeah, how the duck shows up—that was really cool. 
Um, yeah. Did you have like a? Well, okay. I'll just jump in here, Dylan. What's the most marvelous moment of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three? Oh, I think I think it has to be Rocket saving the raccoons. Oh, that uh, a very sweet moment. Very sweet moment. I feel like that was the heart of the movie. There, like there was a lot there. There was a lot happening in even the, yeah, that that scene. If I had to pick like an action scene that I enjoyed the most. It definitely would be the them coming into that room, just everyone getting their hero moment. The hallway was, fight. The hallway fight. That was just dumb fun. And I'm glad it didn't go for too long or whatever. And that sort of served in place of having a giant fight at the end of the movie, which was good. Yep. So, um, yeah. Yeah, the hallway fight was my pick as the the most marvelous moment. Um, but also Rocket taking out the high evolutionary's face. That was pretty good as well. Also mm-hmm. very cathartic in the moment. Uh, but yeah, that raccoon moment, the the key he'd been holding this entire time, mm. still working. Oof, amazing. Um, I did enjoy a lot of the different locations that we saw in this film. Uh, whether it was nowhere, which we I guess we'd seen a little bit of before, but the crazy bio bi- biological base. I don't know if that's up. from the comics, but that's a cool idea. Like, that is a cool idea, but also very messed up of like yeah. Nebula like cutting a piece out of it. Yeah, and there's just like several layers of. Yeah, I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in this that plays into James Gunn's uh, horror roots. elements. Yeah, yeah, that's you got that, from. and then you've got Counter Earth, which yeah. we saw a bit of in trailers and stuff, but it is a Earth with just animal human or animals that have evolved. Mm to modern day i guess i don't know uh but you know this just like us except in the 80s <laughs> with cars in the bikes. 80s still dealing drugs in the street yep. nothing changes you know i love that moment of like you think you created a perfect society but you've got octopuses selling <laughs> cockroaches drugs it's like yes you're right you have to destroy <laughs> this entire planet yeah it destroys the entire planet it's crazy, crazy situation. Um, and then the yeah, the, obviously they have their conflict on the ship, which is and then them using nowhere to come and rescue everybody off the ship. Um, that was a whole crazy sequence. Did you think they were going to kill Star Lord at the end? Uh, no, because I'm was like Adam Warlock's there. Yeah, it was very. Obvious. I mean, yeah, okay. That what did we think of Adam Warlock? <laughs> Yeah, as I said before, I feel like uh, good uh, under didn't had the least going in this movie, but that makes sense considering the amount of things going in this movie. It's already two and a half hours long, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. So it's it's hard to complain about it, but it is notable that the character is the one new person introduced and has like the least going on. I guess I did enjoy um, what's his name, Polter? Will Polter, Will yeah. Polter's performance. This sort of childlike. Him- childlike thing because he was dragged out of the whatever too early the womb the, thing the, the womb thing from the after credit scene of guardians 2 too early um i enjoy that he has a affection for random pets it's good fun Just picks what, up strays uh, i've got the name for it it's a nope not there hang on tell you what it is um it's Do you're gonna say the... uh 
whatever cat, lost cat. Yeah. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I knew what you th- it's uh <laughs> it, it's called Blurp and it's a uh, Fasaki F yep, sure. apostrophe Saki. Okay. Well, so, it was pretty cool. It joins a Guess who a... voices it? I don't know. If you had to pick anybody that would necessarily probably in the Disney family to do some sort of animal noise. Disney animal noise. Maybe they've uh, done voices for a lot of the same character before. Or people with the same face. I know what you're saying. Just tell me who it is. It's C.D. Bradley. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that adds up. It does. Uh, yeah, Adam Warlock was fine. Definitely looking forward to seeing more. I enjoyed the performance, but yeah. Just the least interesting character in, in this I particular mean, Dylan, movie. he had the classic moments of his mother dying right in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I will say, Elizabeth Dwicky, looking very more disheveled in this, I would like to know what happened to the singularity in the last however long since we saw them in the last movie. Was- I can tell you what happened is they were off doing their thing and then the fucking high evolutionary showed up one day and started yelling and screaming and probably tortured a bunch of people and that's where we pick up. That's Fair my back. That's that, my... That, like, yeah, that makes sense. I can sort of, yeah. But, you know, maybe a bit more. But yeah, I enjoyed... I enjoyed Adam Warlock. I love this <laughs> scene of him being asked to uh, pretty much get the information out of the dude and just blasting him to hell. Yep. Just nothing but skeleton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jennifer Holland just, <laughs> just the, no, it's it's the we can get information out of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um yeah, any other key points you want to hit from the movie? Uh, I don't know. It was good to see the Ravengers again. Yeah, briefly. You know. Briefly. It was interesting that Gamora is part of the Gravages, I guess. Yeah, it makes sense. I guess. I, it like depends that. on how much time has been between this and the end of Endgame. Wow. Like, I guess it's several several years. Yeah. Like, and she's been, she joined the Ravages because they were, like, very happy to see her at the end of the film. Yeah. Okay. You got to see Michael Rosenbaum in there. Kind of. It's Ice Face Man. Ice Man. <laughs> Diamond Face, I don't know. Diamond Face, whatever the character is. So shout yeah. out to Sylvester that. Sylvester Sloan getting Sylvester Sloan getting yeah. a paycheck for like one speech. Yep, good for him, you know. Yep, I read they may- recast the character of Mainframe, the the robot thing with why it's uh they got uh Tara Moss no Ta- Tara Strong to voice it because it was previously voiced by Miley Cyrus. Um... I guess they. Just decided not worth it. Disappointed I don't get to um, uh, Michelle Yao, though. Oh, she, she was probably somewhere else doing something else. Too busy now? That's right. Some no, they ca- all that character stuff. died, maybe. Off screen. Fucking bullshit. Um, yeah. Really enjoyable. Ah, Groot. This film. Very funny. Enjoyable. Mm. It's enjoyed to see. It was a joy to see Big Groot. Uh, crazy. He's got his head chopped off at the start of the movie. Become Spider Groot. Spider Groot, yeah, you know. Again, the the doll from Toy Story. Yeah, you know? really enjoy adult Groot. Really enjoy baby Groot. Thank God I'm not, don't have any more of that bullshit teen Groot. Fucking over that. All right. Uh, and then I get Big Daddy, uh, Big Daddy Grandpa Groot in the after credit scene. 
And yeah. Oh, I love the was it the Kaiju Groot <laughs> staring yeah. off all the just fucking Star Lord being like, no, Kaiju Groot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then when he grows wings. It's like, uh, um, yeah, crazy. Did you think they were going to kill off Rocket at any point? Oh yeah, I thought I actually the only time they got me was I thought that was just killing him when they were doing the fucking the going to heaven the, scene. Yeah. I, I was, yeah, I thought so as well. I was like, fuck. It's pretty it messed up. They got me. I was like, oh, they're men. I was like, after all that, they're just going to kill him. Like, sure. All right. I'm down for sure. it. Sure. No. Uh, so I guess the ending of the film, you know, it ends with uh, everybody kind of going their own separate ways. Uh, Peter going back to Earth to go visit his granddad, hopefully, and he does. Mm. It would have been really sad if he had gone back to Earth and it's like, your granddad's dead. It's like, yeah. oh. Knock, okay. knock, lady answers. Hey, I'm looking for so-and-so. But yeah, he died two weeks ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, or, yeah. Then we've got Mantis going off to do her own thing. Uh, Nebula and... Uh, Nebula and Jax are going to stay on nowhere. Uh, helping to run the place. Looking after all these immigrant children. And I guess all these random animals that are... Yeah, they got a whole arc now. They do have an whole arc. I did love there's like a, a monkey or something that jumps through just the shield thing and just claws the face yeah. out of somebody. Yeah. 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 Poor. Just trying to help. Um, and then Rocket is going to lead a new guardians. group of yeah. guardians. Yeah. Captain. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about Groot saying words other than I am Groot? Yeah. That's fine with it. I don't like it. What's the implication? Is he going to be saying not other stuff other than I'm Groot in the future? No, I feel like it was... It's like, if you don't know how to... Like, if I didn't know how to speak... Like, I don't know how to speak Japanese, but then, like, let's say I had a whole bunch of oh, friends. Yeah. That, that was my theory, because obviously they showed Gamora being under, able to understand him by the end of the film. So I think maybe Groot get allowed to, like, let you learn his language or gets to a point where he trusts you enough to let you understand yeah, yeah. what he's saying. So you just you can so maybe just we as an audience yeah. we're allowed to hear what he's actually yeah. saying. They, they they didn't react. No. Did you like if you if you, yeah in the scene no one said no one said shit. Yeah. So that's interesting. So yeah, so yeah maybe it just talks from going forward. Uh yeah, how do we feel about a new do we think there's gonna be all new Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh yeah, the, obviously that's the that's the setup. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Like they'll they'll definitely have a rest period, and Marvel will want to find the the right person to take over for James Gunn and all these sorts of things. But I think the team's interesting enough that it can go in definitely a lot of unique and different directions. And it's the team is as weird and wacky as this original one was when the first movie came out. You know, just a whole, mostly unknown characters and people that. A lot of people. Well, like it's Rocket, Groot, uh, Kraglin, Cosmo, uh, Adam yep. Warlock, and I believe from what I've read of other reports, a character called Philavel, uh, who is the obviously the little girl. Yeah, she was the little girl who was running around. She got, is she got what powers. people are theorizing, running around on that circle thing, which yeah. didn't make a lot of sense because you could see the entire thing. 
you shouldn't be able to see the entire no. like thing she's running on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just optically. But, but I mean, yeah. so Rocket's known, Groot's known, sure. Yeah. Craglin, not a big Craglin's character. Known. He's known, not a big character. Adam Warlock, I know we know him, not a big character in Marvel. No. Pretty fresh. Um, Cosmo, this person. This Cosmo, no one knows who that character is prior to this. I guarantee most people watching this are going, this fucking talking dog, how cool is that? Awesome, but still no known character. And then that person you just said, I already forgot the name, but yep, cool. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting and a lot of potential for stories, whether they want to tell big stories or smaller stories. The thing straight away is you've got a film. The film is Adam Warlock dealing with the fact, like trying to create his new family. This little girl trying to come to to terms with her new family. You've got, Mm -hmm. um, like, it's it's everyone, Craglin. Them all trying to get along despite their weird musical tastes. Yep, that's right. You, I mean, you, Rocket and Groot are there, and they're the people that everyone loves already. But you don't need to really give them anything, and I, I think that's fine. Another three characters are the the core emotional beasts of that movie, or potential yeah. movies. Yeah, absolutely. She, what do you think they would call the movie? The next one, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, Volume One. Fuck it out. Terrible. <laughs> Clearly, it should just be Rocket Raccoon and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the all new Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was pretty good. Please do that one to help with our SEO. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, and then we do get, uh, obviously, Peter does see his grandpa, and the final thing text we see on the screen is the legendary Star Lord will return. So, are they going to do a standalone Star Lord film? No, I think that's just that they have no plans or ideas. That's just there because Chris Pratt signed something to say he would do it, and they want people to know that the character isn't retired. So what you're saying is they lied to us. Yes. <laughs> I I don't believe they have any current plans for that character. Nor do I think I. You would don't care think to see he's going to show up in. Kang Dynasty or nope. Secret War, Secret Wars. Do I think Kang Dynasty is a film that's coming out? <laughs> Not with a lot of fucking CGI. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was Michael B. Jordan all along. Wait, he was that other character. Nah, it's fine. Never mind. No, crazy, he stole Killmonger's face. It's yeah, like, whoa. To try and that fucking... hide his identity. That's crazy character. What a villain move that is. There's still another villain. <laughs> <laughs> still another villain's face. Ah, Wear it the entire time. Crazy. Fuckers, yeah. It's wild. All right. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to discuss from Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, what did we feel about the soundtrack this time? Good soundtrack. Uh, it's too many slow-mo walking moments to enjoy the music as good as the soundtrack was. Uh, played a little bit too much into the James Gunn's just... It, James Gunn doesn't edit this shit, but I swear he's over his editor's fault. He's he might as well just edit it himself and just yeah, because I swear it's just like that's not so so We're about to get to the good bit, you know. Like, <laughs> this, like the song. I appreciate that the last song when they they finally switched it over to the two thousands soundtrack and we get some Florence and the Machine. So you know, as a Florence fan, I'm, I yeah. can I can get behind that. I mean, so. it was depressing songs all the way through until I did enjoy the was it? obviously. I mean, the film opens with creep. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I mean, and then a very yeah. lot of longing. What's the hallway fight scene song? Um, what's the fucking um? Uh, let me look. Isn't it like Beastie Boys or some shit? It's yeah. Uh, don't stop till Brooklyn. Yeah, no sleep one. till Brooklyn. No sleep till Brooklyn. I so mean, sad. That, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel, feel like this soundtrack hit as hard. No, no. sleep. I don't Tell think me it was a song from Guardians too. That's right. Uh, the chain. I'm saying right now that as I cannot remember a single song from Guardians Two, so I already like this soundtrack better. All right. Well, it's still not as good as the first one. It's though. a bit harsh. It's like you've you listed the soundtrack like two hours ago, and you haven't yeah, watched the. It's fine. All right. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Any final thoughts on the film? No. It's good. Uh, solid. As I said, as I said, my my main my main complaints are some pacing stuff. Uh, I guess that's my my main thing is I think just the the pacing of it, and it's just a little even at two and a half hours, and still not really slowing down. It's, it's definitely like jam fooled with James Gunn just trying to fucking before the Marvel elites kick him out of the editing studio. They're like, <laughs> he's like, let me scrap. No, I need this last little bit in. Like, oh no, Superman, save me! Woo, Chanel, he goes. Um, that was like sort of trying to cram everything in at the last second. Uh, but overall, feels good to leave a Marvel movie positive. <laughs> oh, wow. Love that for me. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. Loved it. Um, here's my final question. Is this the best trilogy that Marvel's done? Well, loved ones. Iron Man. Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Thor. Captain America, Thor. I'm not going to count Avengers. And Ant Man. Nah. It's hard because two's bad. So every no no one has three good movies. I don't think so. Captain America, the first one's bad. Boo. Thor. The second one's okay, and the third one's like maybe Thor's the better trilogy because at least I don't feel like any of them are. I would, even as my problems with Saw, Ragnarok, and Saw, what was the last one called? Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. That wouldn't count, though. Oh, I don't know. That's four. Yeah, true. Good point. Um, Now, fuck. It probably is Captain America's best trilogy. Or Iron Man, actually. Mm. Sorry. Hot take, maybe. But no. Maybe we have to have this discussion in the future. That's hard. That's a hard call. It's after that. Do you think Ant-Man's dropped itself all the way to the bottom with that last movie? Ant-Man accidentally hits that you know you know in the first movie where he fu- he fucks up his thing and he goes like supersonic yeah that's what they did to that movie franchise <laughs> <laughs> and someone came and made it even worse uh, <laughs> all right let us know what you thought of guardians of the galaxy volume three let's know your most marvelous moment what do you thought of the soundtrack what do you think is the future uh of the guardians preferably not on twitter at explosion.com if you want to tweet spoilers but Maybe in our Discord at explosion.com slash Discord if you give advance warning or like put the spoiler text thing up, you know. Uh, if you want to help us out, hear it. All new Marvelcast. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. Leave us five stars. Anyone can leave five stars or just tell people about the number one Australian-made MCU podcasts by the Explosion Network. And if you enjoyed this episode, thought it was worth a dollar, head on over to our coffee page at explosion.com slash supports. 
All right, we will be back with all new Marvel cast on June 21st when Secret Invasion Episode 1 drops on Disney+. Plus. So make sure you watch that and join us next time for another all new Marvel cast. Thank you.